American soccer fans, welcome to episode 100, 100 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here, manager of Stars and Stripes FC, your source for all things U.S. national teams, the players that comprise them, and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. We have some major news that hit today as we record on the last day of February, February 28th, 2023. We need to discuss it. And wow, with this being our 100th episode of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast, this is the type of news that is fitting for such a milestone episode. But it's devastating news for me, as I'm sure it is for some of you. The fall schedule will be a lot different for the United States men's national team than originally planned. Today, CONCACAF announced a series of changes for the next two editions of the CONCACAF Nations League, which features an expansion of League A to 16 teams. However, that expansion comes with a format change that will see the United States men's national team play fewer games in the tournament. The changes begin not with the current Nations League that we will undertake in March. This will begin with the 2023-24 CONCACAF Nations League, which begins in September. This edition of the tournament as we do know, will serve as qualifying for the 2024 Copa America, which takes place in the United States in the summer of 2024, will also feature six CONCACAF teams in addition to the 10 from South America. The 2024-25 CONCACAF Nations League will continue to serve as qualification for the 2025 Gold Cup. So let's get into these changes for the next two editions of the Nations League. League A is the one that we're focused on because that's where the United States is in currently. League A will expand to 16 teams up from the current 12. However, for group stage play, the 12 lowest ranked League A teams based on the March 2023 CONCACAF rankings, which haven't come out yet, they will be split. Those 12 teams will be split into two groups of six each, with each team playing a total of four games in a Swiss-style league system in September and October. They will play two home matches and two away matches in those two windows. The top two finishers in each group in League A will advance to the Nations League quarterfinals in November. This is a new leg of the competition. There, it will join the four top-ranked League A teams, which will be the United States, Mexico, Costa Rica, and Canada. There, teams will be paired up and play the quarterfinals in a two-legged home and away format. The winners on aggregate then advance to the Nations League Finals, which will take place in March 2024. The quarterfinal winners will qualify for the 2024 Copa America directly. The quarterfinal losers, of which there will be four, they will advance to a playoff, which will take place also in March 2024, where the two playoff winners will also qualify for Copa America. There will be your six teams. The four quarterfinal winners and the two that emerged from the quarterfinal losers bracket playoff that they are setting up. League B will continue to have 16 teams. They will play in the same format that they currently have. League C will have the final nine teams in CONCACAF with three groups of three playing each other home and away for a total of four matches. Because of this expansion, there will be no relegation in this current 2022-23 CONCACAF Nations League. Group stage concludes this month, but there will be no relegation. There will continue to be promotion, though. The four group winners from League B will be promoted to League A to round out the 16 teams that will compete in the 2023-24 competition. 
the League C group winners, of which, again, there will be four, will also be promoted to League B, and League B will continue to have 16 teams. Promotion and relegation between leagues will then pick back up at the end of the 2023-24 competition. So for this one in March, no relegation, but it will pick back up for the one that starts in the fall. That's the format. This is what we have. So I know that was a lot. Let's pause here when we get back. We talk about how this affects the United States men's national team. So stay tuned. Okay, we are back and we are discussing the new changes that came down today to the next two editions of the CONCACAF Nations League. And now we talk about how it affects the United States. The draw for the 2023-24 CONCACAF Nations League is scheduled for May 16th, but the U.S. men's national team will not know until October who they will play in the Nations League quarterfinals in November. What this means for the USMNT is that instead of having two friendlies, and four Nations League games over the course of the September, October, and November windows this fall. September and October this year have been opened up for friendlies as they await who they will play in the Nations League in November. The November window, of course, will consist of the quarterfinals that will consist of a home match and an away match dates to be determined later. That will be against one of the League A teams that get out of the group stage. But here's why it's devastating and upsetting to me. As many of you know, the Nations League is my favorite tournament on the planet, full stop. I love Nations League, and I hate that the number of matches for the U.S. have been reduced instead of increased. With the expansion, we should be getting more games. Instead, we're getting less. And my love for this Nations League branches from one main reason. Island qualifiers. We're going to Grenada in 20 days. I'm stopping in St. Vincent and the Grenadines on the way, and this tournament is the main reason for that. By moving it and, and kind of reformatting it where the United States does not have to partake in the group stage, is set up strictly so that they can hold big-time friendlies instead. And from a preparation standpoint, that makes sense for the United States. It does. But it means that we don't get to experience these island settings. We don't get to experience promotion relegation that comes with Nations League. We just enter to compete in the knockout stage, of which we're only guaranteed two matches. From the standpoint of qualifying for Copa America, some would say it makes the path easier to get to that tournament. But from another angle, it does add some more pressure because they can't slip up on those two quarterfile legs or they have to endure a playoff to qualify. And one would say that the United States should never have to worry about that, but that's why they play the games. Nations League is better with us fully in it, in my opinion. It's more fun, for sure. And it sort of defeats the purpose of Nations League, which was supposed to be a competition where everyone, from the top to the bottom, the big fish to the little minnows, all played in the same competition and were on a level playing field. They didn't do the big fish any favors like they did with Gold Cup, other than maybe scheduling. But now that's gone away. And that's truly sad for the greatest competition in the entire world. So stay tuned to Stars and Stripes FC for all of the coverage when it comes to Nations League, especially discussing these new format changes. We're about to wrap up episode 100 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. And my goodness, 100 in the books, 100 episodes. I can't tell you how big of an accomplishment that is for me and for the show. 
95% of all podcasts, and there are billions of them out there, don't last more than seven episodes. So to get to 100 is a really big deal. And I couldn't have done it with so, without so many people. Every guest that has been on the show, I'm going to name some of them. Parker Cleveland, Danita Johnson from DC United, my man Elliot Barr from the Can I Kick It podcast, the Cooligans, Alexis and Christian, Sky and Silves from the Shea Butter FC podcast, and Gwendolyn Noxenham. So many people who have supported the show through your downloads, through your listens, or even as we got started, offered words of encouragement. Maybe you had me on your show, and honestly, that helped too. A few people I do want to name in particular, Greg Jackson from the For the Culture podcast, Adam Taylor, Jason Anderson, Ben Bromley, my boys from the Filibuster podcast, and from Black and Red United, the guys that honestly got me started in writing for soccer and also showing that a podcast in soccer, there is a way and that it can happen and that it could be successful. The late, great Grant Wall, uh, he he was always uh, supportive of me. He had me on this podcast a couple of times and was just you know, a great friend when it came to starting up a podcast and offering those words of, you know, the struggles of how that can uh, be uh, in, in, in launching something like this. You know, the Never Log Off crew, uh, shout out to y'all, all the people from DTOT, my friends that I consider family that are a big part of my life. That would be my Detroit crew, my Duke crew, my Miami crew, CP, Mark, Aaron, BJ, Jeff, Sam, Amith, Ashu, Patrick, so many more that I can't name them all, but I did want to shout those people out. My crew at Stars and Stripes FC for their continued support and for their tireless work to bring you all the contents running our national teams. And last but certainly not least, Steph Young. Steph helped me get this podcast started. She was a big part of the show and our site for so many years. This podcast would not be where it is without her. And I just want to especially thank Steph for her friendship for her her partnership and really just for one day saying yeah d let's start up a podcast here we are today so that will do it for episode 100 of the stars and stripes nc podcast again thank you so much for listening 100 down here's to the next 100 we'll be back very soon so until next time take care